Welcome back to So Talk to Me. Hello. Hey there. I'm Josh. You know me. I'm Samantha. Yeah. If you didn't know my name by now. And we're here with, no, we're not here with anyone, just with ourselves. It's just us two this week. Sorry. I know you've all been looking forward to all our special guests, but not this week. We'll we'll see about later. I think you're confusing them. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm just weird. We've never okay? had any special if guests. If you haven't or planned any. <laughs> I'm kind of weird. Or have planned any for the future. <laughs> no, not in the history of 54 episodes have we had 54? a single... This is 55. Okay. This is 55. So I'm saying our history of 54 episodes. We made it to 55? We then? made it to 55 with no special guests, <laughs> except for our kids. Yep, exactly. Occasionally. <laughs> Hopefully you, stayed, you stuck around till the very end last week. Because Ollie came downstairs and said hi. Which might say? happen again. Did he Who say knows? happy birthday? No, he, he said, said he three was years turning old. three. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's right. So he turned three this weekend. He did. That was fun. It was, was fun. Cool. We spoiled the snot out of him. Yes. He got donuts in the morning on mm-hmm. his birthday and a present. And we just hung out and we went to the library mm-hmm. which he loves and we went to chick-fil-a which he loves when we've yeah. never i've never actually taken the kids inside chick-fil-a before That's crazy. to like sit down and eat That's we've always just gone through the drive through yeah because you i usually like if we go to chick-fil-a it's just because we're already out and doing things yeah and so i just run through the drive through yeah um but Yes, he loved it, like playing on the playscape mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. making friends, do playing all with other kids. Do all chick have playscapes or are they like McDonald's where only some do? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I don't know if I've even been to any other Chick-fil-A's besides the one that's... Oh, I've been to others like when I've been on road trips and stuff like that. I just oh. can't remember, you know, because I don't usually play on the playscape myself <laughs> <Why not? laughs> uh because don't they have yeah they have those signs you can't play on it if you're this tall or taller something like yeah. that. yeah so i i ha- although I, if I your child noticed. is stuck up there and can't get down i'm sure they would be okay with you going i up don't there know and getting your that's child. not what the sign says <laughs> the sign doesn't have one of those little asterisks and it's like <laughs> oh except for parents i'm sure there's an to exception to the rule i don't know <laughs> yeah they'd probably just be too polite to tell you to get out of there anyway because they're chick-fil-a my pleasure chick-fil-a is awesome it is awesome by the way i love chick-fil-a so mm-hmm. much and so do our kids mm-hmm. apparently so it was a nice uh birthday for ollie and then we had his birthday party the next day over here at our house, because it was yeah. supposed to storm all day. We'd originally planned for it to be at a splash pad. Did we talk about this last week? Maybe we talked about know. this last week. Maybe. Yeah, we had planned for it to be at a splash pad, and the forecast said it was there was a 100% chance of rain, like, all day mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't happen. It did, it did rain a little bit in the morning. Yeah. But that was it. <laughs> That was it. That was all. That was it. But it did feel really great outside. Ah. 
So I didn't end up going outside. I was entertaining our guests inside. Yeah, during the party, a lot of the kids went outside and played. and It felt really great out there. Sweet. So yeah, we had a good weekend, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can speak on behalf of both of us. <laughs> yeah. We did have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. You doing was, good? was that really just this past weekend? It was this past weekend. I don't, it was Friday, Saturday. I don't Saturday. know why it feels like it was mm-hmm. further than that longer oh, man. ago. I don't know why. I don't know. Because it feels, <laughs> feels like it was this past weekend to me. Maybe because this, I don't know, I don't know just yesterday and today it felt so long. Oh, really? They felt long. Why well, is that? Well, because Ollie's sick. Uh, so, shoot. Just the days are long when your child is whining about his boogers all day long. Yeah. Man, oh, man. So, yeah. Take him to church and they just get sick. What are you going to do? Basically. Don't take him to church. <laughs> just kidding. That's not true. And that's a great segue in today's topic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We'll get to that later, right? Do you have anything else to talk about? Um, just how's your, how are you doing? How's your week, your day? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I don't remember if, geez, I have like total amnesia from last week. So I don't remember if I mentioned any of this stuff <laughs> on last week's podcast, but I just feel like I've been really busy, um, especially last week. Because I had a bunch of school that I needed to do. I think you say that every week. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I don't remember. Um, so, and, and we had the party over the weekend. So, there were things that I needed to do to get ready for that. Primarily doing yard work. Because <laughs> we were going to have people over and then cleaning and that fun stuff. And then, like, taking the day off for Oliver's birthday and not mm-hmm. being preoccupied with other things. So, um, that with schoolwork, it was kind of just a, like keep my head down and just plow through it kind of a week. And this week has been a lot better. So, I mean, I, I just like, I really, yeah, I had to push through um, a paper that I was writing last weekend and it's, it's just, I, I think I've kind of hit my stride, which is kind of funny because this is the second to last week of my current <laughs> class um, on writing papers and, and just like some of the stuff that I forgot over the summer break. <laughs> Um, I feel like has been easier because if you work more on the paper on the back end before you start writing, it's a lot easier to write. <laughs> I'll just say that. If you already have your outline ready, then you can just fill out that outline and yeah, it's a lot simpler and I think, less stressful. Isn't, isn't that why in like high school they would, well, you were homeschooled, so I don't know if you did this, but you like- me an idiot? But they would have you- do an outline and turn that in and then do the full paper. Uh, yeah. So it, it was like to teach you that that's how you should write papers basically. Yeah. 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 But the more information in the outline, the easier it is to actually write. And so like I would take these papers and I'm just like, okay, I'll just like, you know, try and try and get this done. Cause I need to. And so I'd have like one line for each paragraph so then filling out that paragraph was a lot more difficult when it got around to actually writing. Whereas if you kind of fill out, get multiple lines in there, multiple points that you want to bring across. Bring across? That's not the right word. Get across? Points, yes, that you want to make. 
for people <laughs> to understand when you write the words. It's a lot easier. Um, so this is the fantastic episode today, talking about <laughs> writing papers. Um, all I'm saying is that this week has been a lot better because um, I'm just, yeah, trying to stay up on school and make it through, push through to the end of this class. So I'm good. I'm I'm good. How are you doing, my dear? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all right. It's been kind of a rough couple of days. Mm-hmm. With Ollie They've been being, long, apparently. Yeah, with Ollie being sick. Um. Yeah, today was kind of bipolar in the sense that there was Ooh. like there were some really awesome moments, and then there were some really like tough times during the day Mm -hmm. like like while Josie was taking her nap which wasn't as long as usual but anyways um like Ollie and I sat and read a bunch of books together and we played with play-doh together and it was just a really like we played shoots and ladders um like I taught him how to play that game and it was just really, it was a really sweet time just for the both of us to have just that time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just so sweet and thanked me for teaching him how to play shoots and ladders. He mm-hmm. won, like actually won, like fair and square. I didn't just let him win. Like he won the game. Nice. Um, and so he was super excited about that. And it was just, it was just really nice time. Awesome. That we got together. Um, and then after he went down for a nap, because Josie woke up before that, um, after I put him down, I got to just spend some time with Josie, and I made us a little chocolate fondue, and we like dipped oh, strawberries in the chocolate and ate it together. And <laughs> I'm sure she loved that. Oh my goodness, yes, she did. And I was just like, I can't. I can't wait till like when she's older and we can just have like those times together, just like sitting and pigging out on junk food and watching a movie together, you know, <laughs> something like that. Cause I just, it reminded me of when my mom and I used to do that. And those mm-hmm. were really great times. Nice. So those were some really beautiful moments during yeah. the day. Um, and then there were some really not beautiful moments. <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, like, it just... Do they have diarrhea? No, just, like, with Ollie being... He's not feeling well, so he's really whiny. And especially, like, after he... If he's tired, like, if after he wakes up or if he's just tired in general, he gets extra cranky Mm -hmm. um, and acts out more. So he's a child. (sighs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) But which that's normal, but just on top of it, like not feeling well. Yeah. Makes him just even extra cranky and whiny. Um, And then Josie's just, you know, climbing on top of everything and Mm -hmm. moving chairs so that she's grabbing everything off of whatever counter she can reach and trying to open up any sort of food that she can get herself into. (laughs) And I'm just like, 
oh my goodness um and yeah yeah there was like a moment where they were just both like crying and yelling and i wanted to cry and i was just and like yell. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the lord is really good because mm-hmm. i um i had this i had this moment where i was like rocking josie to sleep and i was like after I put her to bed, I'll just like get on the elliptical and just go as hard as I can and like get out this to relieve all this stress. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I need to do. And then I was super convicted after having that thought, like, no, that's not what you need. Mm. Samantha, like you need to come before the Lord and reflect on your day and repent from being impatient and ungracious with your children. Dang. That's what you need to do. God spoke to you, huh? <laughs> the Holy Spirit convicted me. That's what <laughs> happened. And so, yeah, after that, which I did end up getting on the elliptical, but after I had this like kind of meltdown before the Lord and just like cried and repented and thanked Dang. him for being faithful and in bringing me to repentance. So that's intense. Yeah. So I didn't actually like, I wasn't stressed out after Mm -hmm. that. So I didn't get on the elliptical to relieve any stress, but I also ate a bunch of chocolate and strawberries today. So it's like, I should probably work this out a little bit. (laughs) I mean, it's not like strawberries are bad. No. <laughs> but. The chocolate. You know. <laughs> well, cool. Um, that actually reminds me. Speaking of God talking to you. Oh, no. And. <laughs> that is not <laughs> what I said. I'm just kidding. That's not what you said. I'm just picking on you. Um, that that reminds me of something that we found out on Sunday. Um which I, we don't even have to like talk about this. I just wanted to mention it here because it seemed very uh, uh, serendipitous with our conversation last week mm-hmm. is that I found out from our pastor on Sunday that Bethel church has started a church plant in our city right across the street, like a block or two down from our church across the street. Which is kind of crazy. Um, I knew it that they sucks. were looking. I knew that they were looking at planning here in Austin. I had no idea that it was that close to our church. So it's kind of crazy, considering um, I did actually actually go and read that article that you had posted and reposted and reposted and shared um, uh, later, later on in the week, or maybe it was early this week. I don't remember, but I did actually read through that. And yeah, there's certainly a lot of um, strange goings on um, at that church and, and with the leadership and things that they believe. Um, there were a couple things that they kind of just threw out there. Strange is they a very really... nice word to use. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, There were a couple things about that article they didn't go into detail about 
that felt kind of like like they brought it up just to kind of make a point oh they look at all these weird things that they do well uh, but at, not really talking at about the them. end of the article did you go through all of the citations yes yeah. because that's mm-hmm. where all of it is like yeah. where they're getting all of that is like like they cited the videos and the books that he's written and what he's said, everything. Right. So there's a specific part um, because my friend had actually talked to me about it at Ollie's party um, because he saw that you had posted it um, where he mentions where he mentioned destiny pants. Oh, yeah. In the article. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, so what the heck was it like in the article? He just literally just threw that out no explanation he just called them destiny pants and i went to the citation and it was just what it was is this woman drew a painting and she thought it was you know like god kind of like speaking to her like what she would how she would want to encourage someone who wears these pants and they're yoga pants so it's like not even pants pants but they're (laughs) you know whatever um and of course they're like 65 dollar yoga pants because they they have this picture that this woman painted and it was like a flower and it had some words, just some encouraging words for the woman who would wear these pants. Um, so like after looking at it, I'm like, Oh, that's not like, yeah, that's weird. It's like mysticism, you know, but well, I think that's the it, point. Yeah. But it's, it's also like, I don't, I don't know how that was necessarily, reflective of the church as a whole you know what i mean like when yeah, you're that citing, may have been like an emotional moment kind yeah of thing. yeah or or just like hey this is cool you know someone in our leadership or someone in our church or something you know wants to encourage women and they believe that god spoke to you know we all believe that god speaks to us these these ways um so it wasn't weird to them but it's like okay so let's go ahead and sell these like sell this artwork in the form of pants that people would wear and be reminded of these encouraging words. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's not, it's not like this, it's not heresy, you know, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's mysticism. Yeah. Um, but all I'm saying is like, it felt like he kind of threw out those things and didn't really go into them at one point in the article. Yeah. It was destiny pants. Um, they talk. He mentioned grave soaking. He mentioned sucking. Okay, whatever. And soaking, um, yeah. And and so, and one other thing that he didn't go into detail on, and it felt like he was just piling them up to show like this but is there how were crazy citations they are. for those things, right? But I'm saying that that it wasn't it wasn't detailed. It was just thrown out there what they were. Well, it was a pretty long article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I. Don't think he meant to go into detail with everything. That's why he put the citations there so that you could do the research for yourself. Yeah, but it but when you cluster things together like that, it it makes it sound worse than it is. When you read the church put out destiny pants, worse than it is. Yes. It's pretty dang bad. Well, this is case in point is the destiny pants. I don't think it was as bad after looking at it. The destiny pants within themselves isn't as bad as some of the other things, right? Right. Yeah. So that that's what I'm saying is it made it seem like it was much worse when someone says, "Hey, my church is selling destiny pants." (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say, "Wow, your church is crazy." 
Um, whereas like when you actually see what this is, it's like, oh, okay. Like it, they were not even called destiny pants. There was nothing on the webpage that said destiny pants. It, it was just a pair of pants that the church was selling. Or I did, it wasn't even necessarily the church. I don't even remember. Uh, it was an archived website anyway. Um, so I'm saying it made it look worse by kind of like listing off this chunk of things that the church does. What I'm saying is that I think the argument was strong enough by citing things that the pastor had said, by citing what we talked about last week in the um, the version of the Bible, the translation, the... The passion translation. Yeah. I mean, use the words translation loosely, you know, whatever you want to call that um, paraphrase or interpretation or commentary, whatever. Um, it's not a Bible. There are things... There are things like that that I felt, I think, made a much stronger case that it kind of felt like he was just lobbing bombs at one point where I'm like, okay, whatever. And that's fine. I mean, like, I can, I don't have to agree with everything that I read. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I I do, like you said, I do appreciate that there were a ton of citations that you could look into it yourself. Um, But... Yeah, anyways, I read the article. And, hey, they're moving in next door. So, that's going to be fun. Well, I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't even know if we're going to have any, like, interaction with them at all. That's the word. I hope not. I kept thinking reaction. That's Unless it's like buying gospel tracts and handing them out outside (laughs) of the church or something. That would, oh, that would be weird. That would be really weird. Don't do that. Why would that be weird? Because sharing the actual gospel with them? Yeah, sharing the gospel would be fine, but like to specifically like stake out in front of another church to do that seems really weird. I don't know. Why not like invite them over for something? Like invite them to our church and share the gospel with them there rather than like stop people as they're going to the church and being like, Hey, have you heard oh, I'm the just real talking, gospel? I'm not talking about our like church. I'm just talking about on an individual level. Oh, okay. Okay. That still seems kind of strange, mm-hmm. but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I just did the thing that I said we weren't going to do is have a whole conversation about this. I just meant to throw <laughs> it out there. Because I found out that always happens. last weekend, right? That is what happens. Because guess what, peeps? Um, I came today with nothing to talk about. So I'm really, kinda, yeah, absolutely nothing. nothing. Absolutely, like nothing on your mind. Nothing on my mind. It's all gone. Nothing. You haven't been listening or reading anything. I have been following the um, the Senate hearings for Brett Kavanaugh. Oh gosh, I don't even want to talk about exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. No. That's that's the one I'm thing. I'm shutting that down right now. And there's not much more than last week. So. And I mean, it, tomorrow it's all going to be, you know, but the day that this comes out, it's all going to be whatever anyway because i believe that they're voting on friday so we'll see what happens we'll fun, see how fun. it pans out okay mm-hmm. done with that okay <laughs> so i've got nothing on my mind nothing at all what's your paper about that Which you've one? been writing i've i have two to write the first one that that i wrote is on or was on excuse me 
Um, geez, I just wrote it like yesterday. Isaiah? What is it? That no, one? Isaiah was the one that I wrote over the weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was about the... Um, wow, it was that long ago. Yeah, that long ago. <laughs> like five days ago. Um, I just, it feels like I just asked you that like a couple days ago though. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was on the prophecy in Isaiah 6? No, 9. 9. 2 through 7. Yeah. The for unto us a child is born, that prophecy. And it was about the kind of the historical context of that prophecy. So that was fun because, uh, you know, last week I was talking about prophecy. Crazy. <laughs> um, so that was my paper on prophecy. And this week, uh, what did I? Geez, I feel stupid. I wrote the, oh, it was on Proverbs. So this week is wisdom literature. And so my first paper was on Proverbs. It was about the first eight chapters in Proverbs. How does the book present how you ought to obtain wisdom? Because it encourages you to get wisdom. So the paper is about how do you actually obtain it? Mm. So there was that one. Um, Then I had not really a paper, but a discussion board post on the book of Job and how it would appeal, how it appeals to skeptics. Um, and then what do you I've mean by skeptics? Like people who are skeptical of God. Okay. Like how it would actually appeal to them. Mm. Um, and then I still That's have interesting. to write. Dun, dun, dun. And then I still have to write a reflection paper on. What is that one on? That one's on. <laughs> I feel stupid. Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes are the wisdom uh, literature. So this one is about, oh, about how Proverbs, how the Proverbs take the same form as some other Egyptian compilations of Proverbs, basically. Hmm. And there are some that overlap, like there are even some that use similar. Uh, so both of them like use kind of personify temptation as a promiscuous woman. That's one thing. Um, but they also, what was the other one? There's like one specific section where they use the same. Oh, that's what it is. Like unjust gain, unjust wealth. They both use the metaphor that it flies away in the night. So they both kind of talk about similar things. And mm. so it's a reflection paper on, uh, one, why do you think that is? But how did, how did you feel when you found out that other cultures, um, like you have, have the same things and, and like earlier cultures, because this one is specifically Egyptian. Mm. Um, what, how do you kind of reconcile that? It was originally Egyptian, and now it's like kind of co-opted into the Bible, kind of a thing. Though that's harsh language, but um, yeah. So my thoughts on that. So those are my papers. That's really interesting. Fun times. So what what did people say um, about Job and like how it? Uh, it's due by Friday, so barely anyone's posted. Oh, okay. Yeah. That just sounds really interesting. <laughs> Do we want to have another episode on Job? It's a good book. <laughs> I feel like we talk about it a lot. But, yeah. 
But how do you, so what, what would your answer be? Have you thought about it? Yeah, I wrote it this morning. Oh, what did you write? <laughs> I mean, I basically, so the biggest thing to me is that Job presents a, um, so the problem with evil is a problem that anyone of any worldview has to deal with, right? There mm-hmm. is evil in the world. There are um, things that happen to people, like guilty people go free and innocent people are punished. Suffer. Yeah, Yeah, suffer within this life. Mm -hmm. So everyone has to deal with the fact that there is evil in this life. So the biggest kind of issue with me is that we as Christians have an answer for that. I'm not saying that God gives you an answer for every specific circumstance of suffering that you go through. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that at all. Um, But I do believe that the overarching kind of idea and and the the fact that God is sovereign over all things provides the Christian with hope. Mm-hmm. Right? That even in Job, God never told Job, "Hey, you know the reason we did this was because Satan was testing you." He never tells Job that. Mhm. When he comes to Job, he says, "Who are you?" and then propound, or, and then goes and and just talks about all of his wonders. Mm. You know, all the things. Where were you when I created these things? Where were mm. you in the all, like, all these? Who things are you happen. to question me? Right, exactly. Mm. Who are you to to not even, not just question me, but but say that I am doing wrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and that's specifically what he says against Job. And then, you know, he turns to Job's friends and say that you need to repent because you're using the, um, using the kind of the idea of retribution incorrectly. Like you're assuming that Job was at fault when he wasn't. Um, so all that to say is that God, because God is sovereign, he is the one, we can be assured that there is purpose in our pain. Mm-hmm. There's purpose in our suffering. And we see that most clearly in Jesus. Because Jesus, mm-hmm. the, the most unjust, wicked act that has ever been perpetrated mm-hmm. in the history of humankind mm-hmm. was the perfect son of God taking on the sin of his people. Yeah. Right? So we yep. see God's purpose, the most beautiful um, act of God's love was committed through suffering. It mm-hmm. used suffering. It used injustice, mm-hmm. in a sense, um, at, from our human vantage point. It looked unjust right? Um, to, to bring about God's perfect act of love. Um, so we as Christians can say, while I don't know why I'm currently suffering, I, you know, it may have to do with consequence of sin that I've committed. It may not. Um, it may just be because of the world that we live in that's fallen. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, we can trust that God has purpose behind it, that right. none of our pain is wasted. Mm-hmm. None of our suffering, uh, it all... it. God sees it and he's Mm. using it somehow. Even if we don't know how, we can trust that there is that. Um, Any, and this is what I said in in my discussion uh, 
post was that any other viewpoint sees pain and suffering as, as something that's wasted and it counts for nothing. I can't remember the words that I used, but it has no purpose. It's meaningless and it's wasted. Dang. If you don't have a God. Bring it home. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what other people reply to that. <laughs> so kind of be like, that's unsubstantiated. How do you, you know, something like that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but th- so that's the if biggest. If you disagree, you're wrong. Well, I'm no, I kidding. mean, that's the point in the discussion <laughs> board is so that like people can kind of push back on that. And, that, and that's fine. I mean, yeah, I, I do think I made a, a rather emphatic statement because I do think that like suffering, you know, what, what is it? No pain, no gain, right? I mean, you can also say, well, suffering produces, you know, uh, character and things like that. And yes, it does. But I'm saying ultimately. Well, and First Peter talks about being refined in the fire yeah. and being made perfect through suffering. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, and, and so, yes, there are things like when I say that it's, it's, there's no purpose in pain, that it's, it's all wasted. Um, if you don't believe in God, I understand that there is some pain that can be used to your own personal benefit. But ultimately, I, th- I think that the cause of that pain or, or the, the true like reason that it came about is meaningless, right? Because if you don't believe in God, you believe in what random chance, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, or, or you believe in a malicious God. Anyways, that gets more into a philosophical question, but I intentionally made it kind of emphatic um, when I wrote the post. So that was the, the main thing. I also wrote, um, uh, there were a, a handful of other little points that uh, I talked about in in how it could appeal to someone who's skeptical of God. Like, namely, that Job was able to express himself before God. Mm-hmm. Like, he was actually able to to come to God in mourning, in grief, and and cry out to him in that. And in the first couple chapters of Job, it says that Job... Um, said these things, you know, th- that he was not sinning when he did, mm-hmm. when he said these things. Obviously, Job went on to um, then accuse God of wrongdoing, and that is wrong. <laughs> right. That's sinful. You don't want to do that when you come before God. But um, I-, I think that does appeal to the skeptic. It means that God is like... Personal. Yeah. Yeah. That he's connected with us, that he cares when we go through suffering mm-hmm. and difficult times so anyways there, there were a couple other points that i made and i don't remember what they were he's not a what, what's the belief that a god like created everything and then just like left it to is it deism i think so something like that I think that's right that there is a god he's just out there somewhere yeah. doesn't really care he's just distant yeah 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 you take that to extremes and then you've got like a lovecraftian horror where the ancient gods don't care at all about humanity and would just as soon return and wipe out of all of humanity because they just don't care that's not our god not at all our god is not cthulhu anyways so what you got girl um well i wanted uh i'm not really sure why this came up in my head i don't remember what my train of thought was but anyways i wanted to talk about um family worship Mm -hmm. 
um, like how we do our family worship, just so if people are looking to know how to do it, how yeah. like an option, um, and why we do it. Okay. Um, so should we do the why or the how first? Uh, let's do why. Why? Okay. Then we can do how. <laughs> um, so one of the aspects of family worship that I find really important and why um, I want to make sure that we have a habit of doing it is uh, to teach our children how to basically like how to how to sit and listen to scripture being read okay um especially because they're so young like teaching them making it a habit for them um and also just making that a normal thing that our family does like praying and um reading scripture and singing songs of worship to the lord um so that that so that's something that they experience and are used to so that it becomes a habit for them when they're older mm-hmm. and it's also just a great uh just time for our family just to grow to learn together uh which brings us closer together and it's also kind of a a small little picture of the church body um Mm -hmm. sort of like teaching them how to function within a church yeah if that makes sense like this is what you do you come together and you worship with your family like your church family Mm -hmm. you worship god in song and you worship him in prayer and you worship him in the reading of his word. Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't do the sacraments here at home, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think that might be a little out of line. Yeah. Um, so what is a why for you? What is a why? (laughs) What is a why? Um, well, those are just like some aspects of it. So. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think um, you you kind of see it, and I was trying to think of a scripture offhand, and I can't think of any. I'm sure, but I know there are a ton of it. But I think you see all throughout scripture, um, especially kind of like in the Old Testament. Well, it doesn't matter. All throughout scripture, <laughs> I'll put it with that that way, um, of how um, God encourages the parents to train up their children mm-hmm. in the ways of the Lord. Um, I do think that that is a key aspect of parenthood in general. Right. Um, I think that's one that, that often Christians don't kind of take into account. And and perhaps it's because of just our American-ness, right? right. That's very individualized and, you know, pull, your, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of a thing. Um, or, or, you know, not, not really getting too personal with other people. Um it could be part of that or our entire 
the way that our culture is going, that we all have personal autonomy, right? So you can't tell your children what to do. <laughs> um, regardless, I think that scripture, yeah, clearly says that, that the parents are supposed to teach their children the ways of the Lord. Right. That's um, our responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, there are many blessings to that. Um, that, that the children will see years down the road, right? Um, so, I think that, that family worship is a way to, like you said, teach. And it teaches on multiple levels, right? So, it teaches, um, our kids are super young. You guys know that. Right? <laughs> Oldest just turned three, right? But we still want to show them, like you said, what it looks like in a worship service, right? Mm-hmm. What it looks like to come before God as a family um, in prayer and song and in reading of the word so that, like you said, that they are used to that so that it is a normal thing. Like it's something that that's not foreign to them. Right. Um, when you model that, uh, like I said, th- there's multiple levels of teaching because you're teaching your kids, you know, how to sing, how to, like you said, sit still and read and and listen to the word. But I think there's another element of that, of just like the embodiment of what we're doing. It teaches them that this is something that Christians do. Mm -hmm. Like this is a priority um, that we read the word. It is a priority that we go to God in prayer. Right. It's a priority that we sing to him. Um, uh, and you know, I, I'll, I was going to say preface, but I've already been talking for a few minutes. <laughs> um, I do need to throw out that we're not the best at this, right? We, we go right. quite a while in between times that we, um, actually yeah. do this we for one reason or another. Yes. Yes. We need to get better at it. Um, but I mean, it's, it's probably a couple times a week that we're able to, to do family worship together. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's just beneficial on multiple levels. I do want to dig in just a little bit more to what you had mentioned is is providing kind of a picture of a family coming to God and kind of modeling before your kids what it looks like to be a part of the church also and kind of like what a worship service looks like. Um you know, like you had mentioned, I don't think it is necessarily a worship service, but I think it's a picture, right? Yeah. It's, it's sort of an image, you know, I wouldn't do sacraments here. Um, is, is that, I, I think, again, sort of referring back to the whole Americanism and individual, individuality, that's not the right word, but kind of like our individualistic mindset. Um, is that so often our modern churches, depending on how capital R reformed your churches, <laughs> um, we tend to kind of like break up our families to go to right. our different Bible studies. And I don't think there is inherently anything wrong with that. Okay. So don't hear me that if you have a men's Bible study and you attend, you're in sin. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying at all. If your kids go to a youth group, they're sin- you're sinning because they're going somewhere else. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Please don't hear me saying that. All of that can be beneficial. I mean, in, in my life in particular, I grew a lot in, in youth ministry um, because I was more comfortable around my peer, like being vulnerable around my peers than I would have been around adults, you know? 
So I think there are benefits, okay? With that out of the way, I think it's also beneficial that you teach your children what, I feel like a broken record, what a worship service looks like, because most of the time, a a youth gathering is not a worship service, right? right? It's an addition to what a worship service looks like. So I'm going to pick on youth right now, simply because that's where my brain is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I'm including children's church in this as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, th- th- my brain is here because I have young children, <laughs> but um, I think we do a disservice to our children when we tell them to that you guys go to your little church and w- your kids church, your youth church, and we go to big church, right? We right. go to the real thing. You guys can go with your friends and do the Xbox thing, or you guys can do the coloring thing, which again, th- those can be beneficial. You teach, you want to be able to teach um, children or people where they're at, right? In a way that mm-hmm. they'd understand. So again, don't hear that I, I'm against those things. And I say Xbox just because that's the... Um, just because that's the cultural meme, right? I'm I'm not I have nothing against Xbox. I play video games, guys. I have a podcast. I talk about video games. Um nor is he saying that our youth group just sits and plays Xbox. Right. Right. That's not <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there, okay? Uh, I'm saying that a lot of the times in the modern church, we separate the children from the parents and say what the parents do is real. And what the kids do is also um, beneficial, but it's so radically, it looks so radically different than what normal church or big church is that you actually are teaching your children that they, that whatever they're attending at church ought to be specifically designed for them. Mm. Right. You ought to cater to their, desires to their to the way that they want things to be that's a really Um, good point yeah and and i think i think that does a disservice because it creates um and this and this is something that i've talked a lot with our youth pastor about love you lucas jackson you're amazing (laughs) uh doubt he's listening but still (laughs) lucas is awesome um is that he he has been He's been like, just the way that he's been leading the youth, um, his big thing is for them, he really wants them to attend a worship service with their parents. With, yeah, specifically with their family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's really big on that. Yeah. In addition to attending the youth programs Mm -hmm. that they do. Um, And that's because he has seen that so often when kids graduate from high school and go off to college... They don't even know what church looks like. Mm-hmm. They've been in church all their life, but they don't attend the normal service. The way that he says it, um, so our our youth program at, at church, and program is not the right word, but whatever. <laughs> youth Call ministry? Call it what you want. Youth ministry. There you go. That's <laughs> the right word. Um, the youth ministry is called Iron Works. Okay. So he's saying a lot of the, the youth that he sees are Iron Works students. And actually, he'd probably get on me for calling them youth. So forgive me, students. <laughs> um, a lot of the students at our church are ironwork students. They're not Austin Oaks Church students. Mm-hmm. They're not 
dedicated. They're not committed to our church. They're committed to ironworks. Mm-hmm. So once you hit 18 and once you're out of high school, you're floundering because you don't you've have never a youth been a part of anymore. a church. Yeah. Right. You've always been a part of a youth ministry, of a, a children's ministry, um, and these things. And it's so radically different that now they don't they no longer have any value. They don't place any value in the actual um worship service. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, <laughs> now that I've gone off on a tangent, <laughs> is that I think that family worship helps in that aspect because it shows your children what it looks like to to worship God in that setting, mm-hmm. in the setting of reading the word, of singing, and um, of praying together. And those are yeah. the three things that we do in our in our family worship. Family worship can look different. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, but I think, I think that's, that's a huge benefit is that they see that this is what it looks like. And so they're, they're used to these things because every, um, I'm going to step, step outside of Christianity for just a second. Every religion has their rituals and their rites, right? Everyone has those, those things about them that are just weird and different Mm -hmm. you know there are those those um i think psychologists or whatever so whatever they would they would say that these elements are the things about your your belief system that really kind of capture the imagination and that um make you feel like you're a part of something bigger is because you're doing something that's kind of weird you know, whether you're putting on a specific robe, you know, whether you're lighting incense or whether you're, you know, in a drum circle or whatever it is, like you're doing something outside of the norm, a ritualistic thing mm-hmm. that initiates you into this group, right? And I think for Christianity, again, I don't agree with all those categories necessarily. I wouldn't impose them on Christianity, but I do think there's a point to be made that when you normalize these things, it becomes a part of you. Right. Right. When you normalize the importance of reading the scriptures, that teaches you, um, in a sense, like how important those scriptures are, mm-hmm. how important God's word and his revelation right. is. And I mean, I think that pays dividends because God's word doesn't return void. It always, it always does its work. Exactly. Um, so, so there's, there's tons of benefits from that aspect as well. Um, but anyways, I feel like I'm rambling a little <laughs> bit. So that's why I think we, we do family worship. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. And once our children are a bit older and are used to sitting for a longer period of time, um, I do plan on having them in the service with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can still go to their children's church or whatever, but at least for yeah, one service I want to have them experience every Sunday. Yeah. Being in the worship service. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think, <clears throat> I think, you know, that's a, that's a nice happy medium, right? For the people, 
for the people, and I'm just going to pick on, I'm going to pick on reformed people, okay? Because I can, because <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of in that club. I have half a reformed card, right? Um, for the reformed people who are like, you know, don't ever separate anyone. You should all be learning the same thing because of your family. Um, I think that, that um, is a good alternative to that view because you're saying, yes, I agree. We should all worship together as a family. Let's worship together in one worship service together. Mm-hmm. And then during and our, I say that uh, the way that our church is set up right, right now we have is that, that we benefit. have multiple services, right? Yeah, one right after another, mm-hmm. so nine o'clock and eleven o'clock. Yeah, and and there are classes that go on during each of those times as well. Right. So you can go to one service and you can attend a class where you split up and and you know go with your friends or whatever. Yeah, your Bible study. Um. And again, I think that's beneficial too, especially in those awkward teenage years where you just <laughs> need to be around other awkward teenagers and <laughs> learn how to socialize. Um, so, so, and then the the other side that would say, "Oh, why do you have your children in here?" <laughs> you know, like we have a cry room or we have a a youth ministry why why aren't they up there don't even get me started Uh, (laughs) yeah what was that did you see that that one meme that was going around or it wasn't even a meme it was literally like a picture that someone took at a church that they attended that um someone handed them a card that basically said we're so glad you have your children in here um and we'd like to show you where the you know like the lobby is or the lobby area or whatever where you can view the service um with your child or something like that it was basically trying to be really uh, nice and and like you know here are these greeters here that that would love to show you reminds me of uh, something that was said to us Uh or a note that we got do you remember that yeah we've we've gotten a couple of them um, but those, see, those are different because when you get something handed to you, uh, again, I, I think it was just funny because of how like absolutely ridiculous that this, this note is that it's trying to very nicely say, Hey, let's go out into the lobby. Cause you know, your kids being loud and they shouldn't be in here. Um, that, that is more direct than someone dropping <laughs> a card into the offering plate and then saying that someone ought to tell someone in the congregation that their children are loud. Like that, that's a totally different, I don't, I mean, not totally different. I was so pissed. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, sorry, not sorry. Not yeah. going to put my child in the nursery right now because I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean that, and that's that's a whole um, that's a whole thing. I mean, we as parents had to learn kind of like where the limits were because I mean, I think there were Sundays when our children were disruptive because they were just too young to be able to sit in a service, you know. So I think we had to learn along with that. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say, oh, you guys just need to you know, suck it up if my kid's crying during church. Well, no, I, I do think there's... An- well, no, it's not exactly beneficial for your child if they're just screaming the whole... Like, yeah. you need to take care of your child. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, it's... 
it's it's more of a taking care of your child thing than it is um not disrupting the well i think it can also be really distracting if you got a kid screaming right behind you it's going to be hard to listen to the message well right but that's why i'm saying like it's more of a take care of your child thing like if your child just keeps screaming there's obviously something wrong and you need to take care of it yeah yeah but i'm saying i'm saying it's both and i think yes you ought to be you ought to be courteous to other people and you ought to be you know the courteous to your child i don't know how to say it you you ought to as a parent you know be um mindful of right. your child as well and what they need so i so and anyways people also I just, just need to get used to hearing children in service yeah i agree i agree i i just think i'm saying there's a happy medium where like right we're not yeah. saying oh that person was totally in the wrong to ever say anything about our children I'm not saying that. I'm saying I do think that we had wrong. to learn. <laughs> well, I'm saying that we had to learn where that line was for our children. And, and we had to learn and we had to fail. Right. We had to go through those Sundays where he, he was screaming for a long time before we left or went out in the lobby is really all that it is. Cause we have TVs at the church. You can watch the, the sermon. Um, but yeah, in that case, yes, I agree they were in the wrong because it was so passive aggressive. Like, if you have a problem with me and my child, come talk to me. <laughs> like, you know, as awkward as it may be, just say, hey, you know, we, we heard that, you know, your, your kid was, was crying. Is something going on? You know, the, the, you know, you stayed in the service while he was kind of crying. Like, if you have a conversation, I would respect you much, much more if you say it to my face. Yes. Just say, hey, we've noticed, you know, you're new parents and I'm not sure, you know, we were just a little distracted by your kid. Something like that is, is way more If you're having a problem with the child crying, why don't you just go up to the parent and ask if you can take the child and help you calm them down? There you go. Boom. Perfect perfect there you go you don't have to to send notes through the offering plate exactly (laughs) but uh anyways we don't have to we don't have to keep talking about that (laughs) it's it's funny it's funny the stories you get from being in church right church people are funny we are a strange bunch sinners gonna sin yeah there you go all right, so that's the why of, of family <laughs> worship. But we already kind of touched on the how. So what what is our is our how? We did touch on the how? A little bit. I mentioned it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our how is we usually do a song. As we'll sing a song. A lot of times it's doxology because that's Ollie's favorite. Mm-hmm. And it's short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because our children don't have a very long attention span. Yeah. Um, Short and to the point, man. Yeah. So really, like, your family worship is going to depend a lot on, I mean, if if you have children, is going to depend a lot on the attention span of your children. Mm -hmm. So if you have older children, you'll probably be able to do it for longer. Yeah. Um, But since our children are so young... We can only really do 
do it for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, cause also when we do it is right after dinner and they're like ready to go take a bath and mm-hmm. get ready for bed. So, um, so yeah, we start off with a song. We do mm-hmm. one song. Um, and then we go into, uh, reading. We'll, we're right now we're going through the Jesus storybook Bible. Uh, cause our kids like it. Yeah. Um, and it's just Bible stories. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, Josh will pray for us. Mm-hmm. And then we're done. Then we're done. <laughs> it's nice and simple. I, tr- I try and kind of frame our prayer around what we learned in the mm-hmm. scripture. Um, of course there's tons of other things, you know, like I, I think it's also, um, good to model, like if there's something going on in your family that day, you yeah. know, um, if like Ollie's been sick. So like yeah. you prayed that God would heal all over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If, if a kid is, is acting out, you know, you can pray not, not in a way that would like shame them right. amongst the family, but in a way, and and I think one of the one of the ways that you can kind of do this is is saying we instead of, you know, that person is is kind of like where we fail, you know, forgive us, mm-hmm. or or kind of just addressing that a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's particularly effective because then it's not family worship doesn't feel like it's a separate deal you know or or that there are only certain topics that we talk about here or mm-hmm. when we come to god um so yeah yeah the, but again it's a short prayer it's nothing it's nothing super long. i can do obviously guys i can ramble <laughs> if, I, if i want to um and so i try and keep it short especially with two young kids right they like holding hands or sometimes they don't, <laughs> you know, sometimes they like start smacking my hand away because Josie. Josie's like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Ollie's gotten to the point where he enjoys, he, he knows the different pieces of family worship and he enjoys them for the most part, unless he's just not feeling, you know, like he doesn't want to sing because he was watching something on the iPad or something. But, you know, for the most part, he enjoys the different parts. Josie's still so young that, She'll just kind of bath, bath, bath. <laughs> yeah, she'll she's just ready. talk about bath the whole time. <laughs> she's she's ready. Maybe we should rethink the time that we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a topic of discussion that we can have for sure. Um, but yeah, and and so like the the reading portion. I mean, when Ollie was younger, we went through the. <laughs> We went through the uh, 1689 confession um, together, and and that I think that was beneficial for us. But it, at the age that our kids are, it's not like they're really going to understand a lot of what we say. Um, so we've moved more toward. I say a lot of what we say, like when it comes to confessions, mm-hmm. right? And then we read we read through Job together. So again, I mean, I don't think there was much they could kind of pick up on especially when they're that young. But since we've kind of transitioned over into children's books, um, I, I think they've been more engaged 
Um, so it's it's not necessarily scripture, but it's based on scripture. The Jesus Storybook Bible, mm-hmm. you know, is very much just a um, a kids, and not even translation, just but, like a little kids commentary on the yeah the stories. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So I you know throw out my disclaimer because you know we've been mocking other supposed translations. Um, don't consider this necessarily scripture. Um, but it tells Bible stories yeah. and that's usually how I frame it as Bible stories. Um, but the things that it brings out, I think are, are very beneficial for them to learn. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it looks different. I think it's definitely, you kind of frame it around the people that are there. Right. Right. So yeah, like you said, when our kids get older, they're definitely, um, different things that we can do mm-hmm. but um yeah well and like during prayer time too like right now they're so young they don't really have prayer requests yet yeah <laughs> um but i mean yeah when they get older like we can ask them like you know is there anything you want to pray about like is there anyone you want to pray for that kind of a thing yeah yeah i like it I dig it. All right. So we went through why. We went through how. Um, yeah. And it's not, you don't have to do song, Bible, prayer. You can do prayer, Bible, song. You could do no. song, prayer, Bible, whatever. Yeah. And I will say we're kind of spoiled because Sam has an amazing voice. So like singing is like fun for us. <laughs> we enjoy singing together. I pull out my guitar. You know, I've got and a bunch kids, of songs. Yeah, I love to sing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I understand that that can be very awkward if no one in your family sings. Um, but what I want to say, and I think this applies to all of family worship, is uh, I think the kind of question is like, oh, well, how do I do this? How do I get? So-? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just start doing it. I mean, if you don't play it. an instrument, if you don't think you sing well that's fine you can just look up a a hymn on youtube and play it and sing along with it yeah or there you go. if you have a favorite worship album just pick a song you yeah. know whatever totally. as long as it's not bethel oh <laughs> <laughs> um, geez they're gonna be like our <laughs> punching bag from now on Yeesh. um yeah totally yeah, there, there, there are tons of ways that you can do that. Um, I think I can tend to be uh, someone who like needs to have things planned out in advance and kind of think through things. Um, when it comes to family worship, just do it. That's the best advice that I can. I, yeah. I, I, I think the best advice that I had gotten is like, once you start doing it, you'll feel it out. Mm-hmm. It'll be awkward at first. But again, I mean, if just keep it short, especially with with kids, right? Um, and it's it's easy. It's it's one of those things I feel like um, sometimes when I'm tired or I'm grumpy or whatever, um, it's a much bigger deal in my head than it is to actually do it. Mm-hmm. You sit down and do it. Oh, ten minutes yeah. later, it's done. It's kind of like giving the dogs a bath, right? Yeah, I hate giving the dogs a bath. Except when I do it, it takes ten minutes. You know, it's not <laughs> yeah. that big of a deal once it's done. Yeah. 
So not yeah. that reading the scripture is like bathing a dog. But Well, what makes it easier is if you if you decide on a book beforehand. So if you decide that you're going to go through a certain book, then I mean, you just read a chapter each time. Yeah. You know, and that way you don't have to think about, oh, what am I going to read? Yeah. For family worship tonight, like you've picked a book, you just read the next chapter. Oh, yeah. That's what we've done. Yeah. It's made it easy. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on family worship before we wrap it up? I think we've I think just about covered that's it. All of I our mean, experience. On you it. you tend to lead our, our family worship. Hmm? Um, but sometimes even when you're not here, I'll do it. Oh, sweet. I didn't know that. So, (laughs) well, that's awesome. So, yeah. I don't know. If you're a single mama, you don't have a husband to do this for you, do it yourself. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Well, I can't say Nike. (laughs) Everyone's going to, well, half our people are going to be like, yeah, Nike. And half our people are going to be like, Nike sucks. And, if your husband isn't really keen to the idea of leading it, then just just do it. Yeah, just start doing it. Pray for him. Exactly. I'm just kidding. Don't publicly shame him. That <laughs> will make things worse. Well, uh, I mean, pray for him that he yes, would be right. comfortable I'm doing that. Not but... in the context of family worship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, pray for your husband the next time he'll be able to lead and that he'll bring it up and he'll, you know. No, don't do that. But in your own prayer time, yes, pray diligently for your spouse. Anyways. Um yeah, so I want to, I guess we can just roll right into recommendations unless there's anything else that you wanted to bring up about it. Okay, so um, there's a series um, that Crossway put out, just a, just a number of videos that they put out, um, and I think there was an accompanying book that I did not read, um, but a series of videos called Family Worship 101 by Donald Whitney. Um, and they're really good. I, I think they will probably more concisely and um, probably it, with more detail go through a lot of these things that we've talked about today on on how you can apply family, like the importance of family worship, the benefits of it, and um, how to incorporate it into mm-hmm. your family. Uh, family Worship 101 by Donald Whitney. I'll throw a link in the description. Awesome. Yeah. You got any recos? If you're a mama, spend some special individual time with each of your children. Nice. Nice. That, um, I will say that's more difficult to do when you have a lot of kids. Yeah. I'm sure it is. (laughs) I'm sure it can be done. Somehow. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just kidding um okay i uh i've got one more recommendation but it's super nerdy um that we had we, a, we had a friend <laughs> friend at church who listens to the podcast who recommended a punk album he said he doesn't listen to a lot of punk because i've mentioned punk before um he mentioned an album and i need to check it out i haven't listened to it yet sorry ted i'm gonna get to it 
and I'll, I'll probably enjoy it. We'll see. Um, but there's this band that I found that I'm just like, man, this is such good stuff. And no one will probably like it but me, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. <laughs> the band is called the Black Mages. Okay. So it's... Um, Sounds punkish. Oh, no, it's actually not. It's, it is um, like progressive rock, progressive metal, mm. basically. Um, but it's instrumental. Oh, that does sound metal, actually. Yeah. Black Mages. It's instrumental for the most part. So there's a series of video games that are pretty popular called Final Fantasy. Okay, so the what? composer, <laughs> the composer of Final Fantasy games, um, he, Japanese dude, um, he started a band called the Black Mages, what? and they they basically took his play compositions, yeah, songs. and play Final Fantasy. They do uh, like progressive rock uh, uh, renditions of Final Fantasy. Man, music. that is nerdy. Yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> so you should check it out. The Black Mages. You weren't kidding. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Both like niche. Prog- I mean, who listens to progressive rock? Niche music and freaking video games. Like you have to be a total nerd to like that. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. So. All right. Any uh, further thoughts before we take off? No further thoughts. Okay. Well, if you have any further thoughts, you can throw them right at us at our inbox at Gmail. It's so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us on Twitter. Our handle is at so or underscore talk you to can me. Go to our Facebook page. Or you can go to our Facebook page and post on there any um recommendations or topics that you'd like to hear us tackle. Um yeah sure like subscribe hit that bell yeah no i'm just kidding that's youtube <laughs> um yeah all right well i think we've we've done a good job of a 55th episode especially I like when i didn't have anything to say <laughs> obviously didn't have anything to you say you never have today. anything never, to say not at all the waveforms say something different when i take a look at the podcast and edit it <laughs> just like i talked 80 percent of this episode <laughs> i really am a narcissist anyways before this gets too weird i'm gonna go ahead and sign off goodbye bye go talk to your spouse or a friend or a trusted confidant yeah. peace bye